Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper on AFR Talk. On Exploring Missions, we get to meet quite a few people and they have interesting stories. And some of my favorite stories are those that of people who've God used in many situations Uh, especially those that are cross-cultural. And we're going to do a small introduction. You're going to hear two beginnings because in just about four minutes, you'll hear the beginning of the interview, and it sounds like we're starting the program. But we needed to add this before we started it today. And I'm Bert Harper, along with a co-host, Nathan Harper. Nathan, when we see people that have, in this testimony that we're going to hear that has such a diverse background from country to country, I think about two things. One of them is Paul. Uh, He was a Roman citizen, but yet he was a Jew, and yet God would use him in all circumstances. But there's some biblical thoughts about what God has done uh, in the book of Acts multiculturally in a way. Uh, Would you share that? Yeah, so Paul, speaking of him, uh, as he's preaching in uh, the city of Athens, and he's at the— kind of the public arena, the Areopagus, and he's speaking to, uh, to, the, to the ones that are there listening. Uh, he says in Acts chapter 17, verses 26 and 27, From one man, he, speaking of God, he has made every nation of men to live all over the earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of where they live, so that they might seek God and perhaps they might reach out and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. When we hear that, we think about, I, I, I think of God in his uh, message being available to all people, no matter which country. But yet when we hear the interview today, we're going to hear about a man that lived in many of these countries, and each one of them had an effect on him, uh, which would lead him to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Yeah. I mean, that's what Paul is talking about here in Acts 17, that um, it's God who determines, and this is for all of us, not just for Paul's audience there in Athens, it's for us today, when we are alive and where we live, that, that's determined by God. And it's for a specific purpose. The reason he determines where we live and when we live there it's so that we might seek him and we might find him and we might know him and then eventually make him known. And so God can use all of our backgrounds, no matter where we're from, small town, you know, rural Mississippi, uh, big city, you know, upstate uh, somewhere in the northeast, um, another part of the world. It doesn't matter where we're born, where we are from, where we live. God can uh, make himself known to us, and then he could help us make him known to other people. So I don't have to go back to Andy Griffith's Mayberry to uh, find the Lord, do I? No, he's he's near each one of us. He's not far from any of us, no matter where we live. 
So no matter how much I longed for that, which was an imaginary town. Yeah, Mayberry, right. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's what we do. Again, we want you to listen to this testimony. We believe it will bless you and strengthen you. And we pray it will make a difference in your life so significantly that your life would be changed for the glory of God. Welcome to Exploring Missions today, and we have a special, special uh, program for you that I believe will bless you. It will also challenge you. So I hope you'll take time to listen and be informed about what God is doing around the world. Our guest today is Fred Lucentko and his wife, Olga. We're welcome. Welcome to Exploring Missions. Thank you. We are glad to have you, and the ministry is Kindness Foundation. And Kindness Foundation, we're going to discuss what it accomplishes and what it does today, so you'll want to know that. The website is, of course, www.kindnessfoundation.org. That's kindnessfoundation.org. And you'll find the information about what they're accomplishing, and you'll really want to know that. And I think it will bless you because you can be a partner with them, and we'll tell you more about that into the program. But today, I want you to get to know Fred and Olga. I've had the privilege of just meeting them minutes ago, and now I want to get to know them a little better, as you will, on the radio. And we're going to go with Fred first on this. Fred, uh, not only are you a part of the Kindness Foundation, but I was intrigued with your spiritual and your geographical journey. Uh, If they hear you, they'll know the accent. Tell us a little bit about that accent, brother. Thank you. Uh, As as you know, my name is Fred Lutsenko. It's a Ukrainian last name. My ancestors came from Ukraine to Russia, and then from Russia during revolution, my grandparents fled to China with my parents. My parents actually met in China, married in Uh, got married in China, in Red China, and I was born and raised in Red China. Early in 1964, 63, 64, the Lord has spoken to us and and told us that we will leave China into the land of milk and honey, meaning the United States, the West. But however, we knew then that God would uh, break down the communist ideology, the, the Iron Curtain, And we were told then not to lose our Russian language because we will need it to minister back to the Soviet Union when the doors are open. So from China, we immigrated to Australia, from Australia to Canada, and in Canada, I went into a full-time ministry. How long were you in Australia, Fred? In Australia, I was for five years. For five years. Mm -hmm. Olga, your journey's different, but similar. Would you share? Uh, yes, my journey is different. I was born and raised in Soviet Union. Uh, I was born in Central Asian Republic, or right now is a country, Uzbekistan. Then I, when I was eight years old, we moved to Latvia, and I graduated school in Latvia, Riga. 
And then I turned 18, I moved to Moscow, to Moscow University, and graduated. And till, since 1970, I was living in uh, Moscow till 1996, when I married Fred and moved to Canada. Okay. That tells your geographical uh, journey. Tell us about your experience with the Lord when you became a follower of Jesus. Well, myself, uh, at the age of about 14, uh, going to an atheistic communist school, uh, and of course I was raised in a Christian family, I came to a point where I consciously needed to decide uh, whether or not I'm going to believe in God and follow Jesus. And at that time, at the age of 14, I made a conscious decision to follow the Lord. And uh, from that time on, as uh, we still lived in China, I, I knew that uh, that decision could cause me, cost me my life. Because by then, my father was already imprisoned for three years, the first time for being a Christian, and for seven months the second time. So I knew what uh, price uh, Christians paid at the time. Mm. 14 years old. What a decision to make as a 14-year-old, one that would, yes, bring you into his kingdom, but yet isolate you from the society. Olga, what's your journey? I was raised, uh, I was born uh, in Tashkent, Uzbekistan, and my parents and grandparents was living there. Um when I turned six years old, uh, my parents was non-Christian, um, but my grandmother, she was a Christian. And when I turned six years old, one Sunday morning, she invited me into the darkness of the woodshed and uh, closed the door, put on the candle, and took Bible from the secret place, sat next to me on the bench, and said, Olga, I would like you to read this book. This is a very special book. Uh, this book is written by God, and God is, knows everything about you. So I was very intrigued and interested in, and since this Sunday morning, every Sunday we will come together to the darkness of the storage, and my grandmother would read me Bible stories, and then we will discuss uh, what my life is all about, and did I do good things or bad things, and that was a guidance for my life on that time. Um, you probably know that Soviet Union was very uh, strong uh, against uh, Christians, and my grandmother faced prison because if anybody will find out that she kept her Bible secretly, so the whole family could go to prison. But she did it because she was a Christian, and this old Bible belongs to her grandmother, so she inherited it. And she understood clear that she put supposed to put seeds in my heart. And these seeds will grow through my life, and one day I became to know the Lord and be a Christian as her. So that's why she did what, you know, in the darkness of the storage. And then my family moved to another city, and I lost possibility to spend time with my grandma uh, because we was living in different area in uh, far away in Latvia, Riga. But, and I participated in a very atheistic-oriented school and then university in Moscow. 
But even in the Soviet university, in the history faculty, we was uh, learning a lot about the Bible, but from the atheistic point of view, of course, the Christians are crazy and Bible is not a good book. At the end of this course, the professor who was teaching atheism to us, he said, you can come to the library today and observe this book because we never saw the Bible. So not many students was interested in to do that, but I did. I came to the library, went to the room, and saw old book on the table, which was looking very much like uh, old Bible my grandmother read me when I was a little girl. When I came to the Bible, opened it, and it suddenly opened on the page with a story my grandmother read me when I was a little girl. And um, everything calmed my mind. And I just immediately started thinking what my life is all about. Are you really living the way my grandmother would like me to live? And um, that was a very um, much turning point in my life. When I graduated university and started uh, teaching history in one of the Moscow schools, I started talking positively and informatively about the rule of the Christianity in the world history, in the history of, of Russia, and um, I did it because I wanted to do that, Understandly, understand clearly that if somebody um, from my students or their parents will, re- will report to the government, I will lose my job immediately. But I did it, and God saved me. Amen. So uh, m- my story didn't finish on that. Um, years later, when I was already serving for the government of Russia, a new country, because Soviet Union all uh, just uh, disintegrated uh, disintegrated and became to be, um, uh, Russia became to be independent country, the new country, and developed their um, government and department of education. I was responsible for the moral education for the new uh, educational system of Russia. The moral education of the new education system. New educational system. And we needed to replace the old communist ideology with some other ideology because it's important to teach not having any uh, education uh, at ideological foundation. Every country does have it. So we invited specialists, professors, and we discussed and find out that historically and culturally, Russia belonged to European civilization, and European civilization based strictly on the Bible. So we decided that we need to introduce our educational system to the Bible and base our education on the Bible foundation. But 75 years of the communist ideology didn't have chance to us to find specialists in this area. That's why we invited Western specialists. And that's uh, that time in 1990, the commission, conglomeration of 87 different missions, mostly from United States, big churches, comes together in a specific way, one goal, to help former Soviet Union republics to know the Lord and know the Bible. And that's how I first received Bible from the hand of the elderly missionary 
um, uh, who came to my office and brought uh, materials for the new curriculums uh, we developed for the Russian schools. And that's how I received my first, my own Bible. So under the Soviets, the Bible was kept away. But when the Soviet Union disintegrated and Russia started their new pilgrimage, they welcomed the Bible in. That was a decision made by the Russian government. To change the ideology from communism to more European. And because Europe was, from a Christian perspective in their foundation, that was the way it was brought in for is ideologically, correct? Yes, Russia be- was belonged to European, uh, civil- European uh, civilization for a thousand years. Christianity uh, was um, actually developed was developed in Russia in uh, uh, in the nineteenth in the ninth century when the Bible was brought to Russia by the uh, Greek monks Kirill and Mephodi, and they understood there was no literacy in Russia, and they would like translate. Bible from Greek language into Old Russian Slavic language. So they develop alphabet based on a Greek alphabet for Russia, for Russian tribes, so Slavic tribes, and translated Bible into the Old Slavic language. That's how Old Slavic tribes, Russians, Belarusians, Ukrainians, um, Bulgarians, and others received Bible and received literacy. Okay. With that in mind, uh, your story and you being connected with the moral education uh, in the schools in Russia, that is where Kindness Foundation has its roots. Right. That's we developed Kindness Foundation to have chance to invite Western Christians come to Russia and help uh, Russian uh, teachers because we would like to teach teachers first. And then teachers would be able to teach students at schools. They will be the shortest way to the school children. And the Western Christians come, uh, and we did curricular convocations, seminars for the Russian teachers all across Russian Federation. And uh, Western Christians came uh, with Bibles and other Christian literature. Um, and that's how a lot of teachers receiving first time in their lives Bible in their hands and became to know the Lord as well. So now in Russia, Fred, the the Bible teaching in the schools are done by the nationalists who are there? Yes. Uh, we want to appreciate all the uh, Western Christians, predominantly American Christians, and lately just Mississippians carrying that burden of teaching Russian teachers but in the last 25 years, we've managed to train a lot of professors at university levels, at the college levels that can actually uh, teach them how to teach the Bible in a classroom. So we have given up the ministry to the nationals. Um, however, we are still need to go back to Russia and to Ukraine to encourage the nationals. And we are, because we're the only organization that can bring in Bibles into the classroom, and that is because we are registered as a non-religious, non-political Christian uh, education society to provide a help to the education system to use Bible as a moral foundation 
for the nation. That's why we still can go in and, and provide this knowledge. I'm amazed at this because the Word of God, the Bible, is powerful. Just reading it, okay? Yes. Reading the Bible will make the difference. That's how your but, grandmother just read you the stories, right? Yes, that's how when I received Bible from the friend, the missionary from United States when I was already turned 40, and I said, read Bible every day after hours at home, after office hours. That's how I became to know the Lord. That's how I became Christian, and it's changed my life completely. I became to be a happy person, and I just that's just turned my life completely. Okay. And to support kindness foundations, okay? The foundation, singular. To support that, people can participate and help. They can go to the website. And again, it's www.kindnessfoundation.org. And you said mainly Mississippi. Why in Mississippi? Uh, why aren't other states involved as heavily? Uh We've been asked this question very, very uh, often, and uh, my answer to that is uh, there were many, many cities in Israel when Jesus was born, but he was born in Bethlehem. God uh, has chosen, apparently, Mississippians and spoke to their hearts, and they responded because uh, Kindness Foundation and its ministries it is very, very unique ministry. It's not uh, evangelistic ministry. It's sowing the seeds in millions of children's hearts and waiting till those seeds will sprout and bear fruit. And, uh, fruit. and we have seen already second generation children that went through our system are now have their children and they're taking them to schools where the Bible is taught, and they, they are very strong moral Christians. Amen. And is it just in Russia, or is the Ukraine involved in this? Yes. As a Ukrainian, uh, I must say that when, when Ukrainian government, the education system in early 90s, uh, heard, actually late 90s, excuse me, heard that uh, Russians are doing what they're doing, replacing communist ideology with Christianity, we were we were officially asked to come to Ukraine to Kiev and met with the Department of Education, with the Minister of Education, and um, entered in, into an agreement that we will do the same in Ukraine. So today, the entire education system of Ukraine is embarked in the same program, and they're teaching uh, biblical truths in in a classroom. Now, let me clarify that. Uh, when we say that the Bible is taught in a classroom, there is no separate subject to teach the Bible. There is no separate budget for Bible. But what we did is we permeated the education system with the biblical knowledge. In other words, literature, because Olga had already shared with you that um, Russian literacy began because of the Bible, because of uh, Christians wanted to bring Jesus to, to the Russian nations. Um, so literacy began because of the Bible. First, art was drawn because of the Bible. Uh, first, architecture was built. The first buildings that were uh, architecturally designed were churches in Slavic uh, tribes. And if you look at the history, 
Bible actually influenced every aspect of, of development in that nation. So therefore, we take all that knowledge, we take the Bible and fill every subject that is taught in education uh, with the biblical influence as a foundation for the education system. That's why, uh, although there, there is no special subject as Bible study, but Bible is considered as the book of books and book of knowledge and, and the Word of God given to mankind. If I may, I would like to um, uh, just clear this this uh, more even uh, when we was discussing how we can integrate Bible into the schools, we uh, was able to place a block of lessons uh, uh, in uh, textbooks of literature and the textbooks of history and uh, curriculums for different levels uh, in the classes in Russian schools, and we, which actually required teachers to, te- to read Bible and the students to read the Bible. There was chapters was partially uh, just integrated in the curriculums of literature and curriculum of history. But other subjects was also had um, uh, quarters from the Bible as well. For, for the even science teachers, we uh, actually recommend to give the other worldview about creationism because creationism is the same theory as the evolution. So the many teachers who know, who became to know the Lord, they are teaching both evolution and creationism as well in the school, in the classes. So the same in Ukraine. They also integrated a Bible into different subjects as well. So that's really make it easier to um, just to bring Bible on the top of the books students uh, learning during the school years. But uh, Fred said Bible is not talked as a special separate subject. It does. Uh, for, uh, there is a lot of facultative and special uh, courses which are developed by the teachers which are integrated with the Kindness Foundation. And we're publishing in Ukraine Eternal Word magazine, professional magazine for the Ukrainian teachers. And this magazine we're publishing in lesson form um, uh, Bible stories and uh, lessons from different uh, point of view about the Bible for different level of students, started from elementary school to the high school. So teachers can take this magazine and take these lessons and teach in the classroom because this magazine we are publishing together with the Ukrainian Department of Education and a Ukrainian Academy of Education. So it's approved. These lessons are approved. So Ukraine is very much involved in Bible education, but Ukraine is in trouble right now. Right. They're suffering a lot. That's what I've heard. People are suffering a lot. Economy is very bad. And, you know, when the situation is really bad, people are going and searching the Lord. So what an opportunity. Yes. I'll tell you what, we're going to have a program, a second program, uh, and we're going to let you stay, and we're going to continue this conversation, and we'll pick it up next week. Now, and uh, those people who are listening, uh, we want you to know that you can hear some more of Fred and Olga's story and what God is doing in Russia and the Ukraine through the Kindness Foundation. 
And uh, so we want you to remember that. And next week, we want you to join us for, on Exploring Missions for more with Fred and Olga. Lutsenko. Lutsenko. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.